For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, We are uh, talking with Bill Smith all this week about his booklet that he just released through New Growth Press entitled Obsessed with Your Phone, Disconnecting to Connect. Uh, Yesterday, we just talked about some of the, uh, really about the title of the the book and how do we know if we're obsessed with our technology or not. And uh, Bill shared some very helpful things to think about. Uh, So today, uh, just asking you the question, you know, what was it about this subject uh, that fueled a passion uh, to write about it. I know it is, you know, a very important issue, a very prevalent issue. You know, most everyone has a smartphone and they're trying to figure out, you know, as Christians, how can I engage this? You know, yesterday we talked about it's a good thing, but also there's caution. So so what was it about this subject that specifically that, that fueled your passion to write about it? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's a, a question with a bunch of different answers. Uh, obviously, they're, they're, I'm personally invested uh, I live in 2018. I love living in 2018. I don't want to live anywhere else in any other time. But that means that I struggle with the same things that everybody else in my society struggles with. And so all of the things that we talked about yesterday, the frequency, the duration, the priority, all of those things are things that I also wrestle with with my phone. And so I think there's just a lot of wisdom to when you see a problem in your own life, there's value to spend a little bit more time thinking about it. Uh, trying to assess what's going on here. How am I hooked? What What's the problem? Why is it hooking me? And then does God have anything to say about this? Does the gospel engage this? If so, how? Um, so that was, there, there's always a personal element for me in the kinds of things that I think about and try to wrestle through. Secondly, it, it's, it's obviously not just a personal issue. It, it's also an issue that I see in my family. I see it with my kids, my wife, my extended family. I see it with my friends. Um, there, you cannot go um, even out to to eat anymore without somebody getting a call or a text. And and what happens? Their eyes immediately drift to the phone, and there it, it doesn't matter what you were talking about. You're, <laughs> you're, they just got a better offer in that moment. And they took it. Um, or I think about some of my pastor friends. Um, I think about a guy who who looks at me and says, I've just now deleted every app, everything off of my phone, except the basics. He's got a smartphone, um, but he's admitting in that moment, I can't handle the power of what I'm holding in my hand. Or I think about a guy who uh, had a a, a great four-month sabbatical and used it to pursue just some study in the area of modern technology and had to come back and admit, you know, Bill, I, I turn to my phone as soon as I get home. So I spend all day long in, a, as a pastor, and as soon as I get home and I have time with my family, I'm off in this little screen somewhere. So it's, 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 it's a hot topic, if you want to think about it that way, that we have not, I think, adequately yet wrestled with to the extent that in the church we can say, here's some places to go, here's some things to do that we all recognize 
um, sit within the bounds of of the gospel and, and connecting this with Christ. Um, and here's more of my sociological background. Um, and that would be our, what I perceive as our inability as Christians, especially as Reformed Christians, to think well about technology. And so for maybe some of the people, and, and John, you know Abraham Kuyper's quote, that there's not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ, who is sovereign over all, does not cry, mine. And what Kuiper was saying there is Jesus is not content <laughs> to just sort of sit in heaven and let whatever happens to his universe happen. Instead, he's come to reclaim all of it, to reverse the curse, to engage his people in such a way that we are now able to enter into a world that even though cursed, still has a trajectory of having started good and is going to be redeemed, and to say all of it can be used for the sake of the church. And yet, I think that we really struggle on a daily basis to understand what that actually looks like. Um, and so we tend to mush our faith, I think, more and more into the private pietistic domain. So Jesus and I are really good when I'm in my Bible, and then I close my Bible, and now I've got my phone, and I have no idea what on earth he has to do with that. And so I think we tend to bifurcate. We move toward the poles. And either this technological thing is evil, it's of the devil, and therefore stop using it and get away from it, or eh, it's, it's, it's a good thing, it, it, or it's neutral, and you just indulge and throw yourself into it. And so smartphones are what? They're, they're an element of technology. They're a part of creation. They're really no different in that sense than TV or an element of culture like rock and roll. But I think that we've got just as bad a way of engaging them as we did any of those other kind of elements as well. And so my hope, both personally, friend-wise, and also more larger cultural, culturally, was can, can, can we think in a very small format, a booklet type format of what a more Christian engagement would look like with this thing. Hmm. You, you said so much good stuff there. And I think one thing as you just ended it, um, the, the importance of the booklet format, I think, you know, there, there's so much where I agree that we're just kind of diving into using smartphones without really thinking about what they're doing to us. I mean, speaking again to, to Christians here, that uh, there's there does seem to be a lot of lack of discernment in this area. And so to have a resource like a booklet that's not intimidating, it's not a, hey, a 200-page book where people are thinking, okay, I don't right. have time to, to deal with this. To have a booklet, and I think it's, you know, 24 pages maybe. I think it may be 25. It's got some end notes in there. So for somebody to see it and think, okay, I can, I can do this. I can, you know, pick up that and just – um, there's so many helpful uh, things in there to just kind of help foster some discernment in this area. Um, and, I, and I know we're kind of going to get to talk to pastors maybe later in the week and um, some ways in which they can help lead their congregations. But as you said, you know, you began to reflect on this and you wanted to, to kind of, you know, for, for your own personal sanctification, just sit down and uh, put pen to paper, so to speak, and think of, okay, what are some ways in which this is affecting me? What, were there any major surprises as you kind of sat down and began writing this booklet of, um, you know, wow, I didn't really think about this aspect of how it's impacting me or um, how it's impacting my friends or, or anything like that. What, what were some of the, maybe the surprises uh, that came to you as you began to write this? That's a great question. Um, there's a, there, there's a difference 
I find this whenever I focus on something. There's a difference between having a generalized uncomfortableness in my in the back of my mind going, gee, what, I, what I'm doing is probably not great. But it's different when it actually becomes quantifiable. And you go, huh, this isn't great this morning as I get out of bed. This isn't great at breakfast. This isn't great during the middle of the day. And as I become a little bit more focused, thoughtful, it becomes, oh, wow, this is actually relatively glaring. Um, and, and, and that, that, that's, that's helpful. Um, it's not fun to look at. Um, but if it's the reality, I'd rather know it than continue to deceive myself. So that was good. I think it was also helpful to, to make myself proactively think, what does redemption look like? Um, I don't know if, if, if any of your, the, the listeners would be familiar with this, but there's that Bob Newhart sketch. This is going back a long time, uh, but it, it, it's continued to have current traction because basically all Bob does is look at somebody and say, stop it. You know, they're, they're, they're having a problem and he says, well, just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. And I, that's not helpful to me. <laughs> I, need, I need to know what I'm supposed to start doing. And having the opportunity to sit down and go, all right, Billy, you actually have to have something valuable to offer people and to, to make myself go, well, actually, I do. Um, but only if I force myself to actually think through what does a positive, proactive engagement with a phone look like. So I think those, those two are probably good surprises. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, it's just... You know, helpful, as I said, that we do tend to just lack discernment. And of course, I mean, that's partially just in doing part to our sinful, broken nature. Uh, it's due in part to the fact that we live in a very busy culture. And so I know that there are those youth workers out there, those parents out there who are just thinking, I don't have time to you know, read about uh, this issue because, you know, I've got a family to raise. We're running them all over the place. And so, again, just to, to point out the, the fact that this is such a helpful resource because um, it is, you know, in booklet form. And so it's something people can pick up because it is important because, like you, you said, and we might get into this and um, another day, but technology, you know, isn't neutral. Um, that, you know, there is a creator behind it that has a purpose. And so maybe, I guess, as we're, we're starting to close this out, do you want to speak on that just a little bit about what you mean by technology not being neutral? Sure. Um, what, what is technology? It's, it's an extension of the human being. God's given us this mandate to rule and subdue, to pull out the potential of this world in a way that he would. Uh, and so it's a good thing that humans would extend their uh, their ability to shape and to engage this world. But whenever we extend ourselves, we're extending ourselves along the lines that's uh, of our worship, of, of what we hold most valuable and most dear. And if someone does not hold the creator as the most valuable, then they'll build that, whatever that twist is that they do value, they'll build that into whatever they make. Uh, and so one of the, I think, easiest examples is to read about people who code software for, the, for, for our phones. And one of their big goals is to capture your attention. And so is it a surprise then that uh, as they are intentionally wanting to make sure you're looking at the screen that we find ourselves absorbed by the screen? Now, it, no, it's not. Does that mean then that what they have done is so twisted that it has no redeemable value? I would argue no. There are obvious technologies um, 
that are so twisted that the, the Christian has no business being involved in them. But if a phone is initially designed or at least has a significant portion of it built in that we are trying to connect with each other, that we are trying to maintain uh, the society that God has put us into, I would argue there are ways of uh, dealing with the twists that don't then uh, ruin the whole element. But it's not neutral. And, and so we should, we should be aware of that at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, very good point. I mean, that's something, there's a book out there by Adam Alter entitled Irresistible, and, and I can't remember the, the uh, subtitle, but, but his entire thesis is, you know, there is so much technology out there that's designed to draw us back in, and, and so much of technology, I mean, that's, you know, they know, they're making money by keeping us coming back, for sure, and so just for Christians to be aware of that, like you said, it's, uh, the, the, whoever created it, it's not neutral, there is a purpose behind it, and so I think just Knowing that truth uh, immediately fosters more discernment among uh, the Christians. So, Bill, again, a lot of helpful information. And I know tomorrow we're going to get some specific you know, advice uh, to, to parents on kind of helping their children with proper phone usage. And, of course, I'm sure as we do that, that will be also end up being advice for adults, <laughs> too. So uh, we struggle in the same way. So uh, be sure and tune in tomorrow. Bill, thanks again. Thanks.